0: And what is up, everyone? I am Joe De Hoyos. I am host of Beyond the Woodline. And uh, real quick, before I get started with my guest tonight, just want to let you guys know and give you guys a reminder that if you guys are interested in the whole Bigfoot field, you know, the research, I am the executive director for the Jevning Research Group, which is the JRG. You can find him on Facebook. Just look him up William Jevning. He's a really good guy, man. At this point, he's got like fifty years experience. Uh, in the bigfoot world i mean he was like friends with like renee the hendon and john green when he was just a teenager so if you guys are interested in that hit me up uh you know we've got teams in new york state florida oklahoma louisiana uh california oregon uh maryland uh man i always forget somebody i think minnesota um uh, and of course here in texas where i'm at so if you guys are interested and joining you don't have to get out into the field if you don't want to or, or if you can't you know these last two years i stay out during the summertime i do not get out there because i'm getting older and it, this summer here in texas just beat you up so bad so i stay out of the woods in the summertime but you can do your research from your cell phone from your laptop you can find locations you can find witnesses you can even help us out with techniques you want us to try because we will try anything once you know so with all that being said, I have with me tonight my very special guest, and I should have asked you how to pronounce your name. Was it Larissa or Laurissa? Laurissa. Laurissa. That's what I thought. Yeah, Laurissa. Uh Laurissa Rex, how are you doing tonight?
1: I'm good. How are you doing, Joe?
0: Man, I'm doing great. Like I said, thanks a lot for doing the show, man. I was glad we got it settled. We had a lot of back and forth and a lot of messages and a lot of confusion, but We got it squared away. And at the end of the day, we got you on the show. So I appreciate you coming on.
1: Thank you. No, thank you for having me. And hi, Jen. That's Jen that just said hi, Eclipse Paranormal. Oh,
0: okay. Let me put my, uh, okay, Eclipse Paranormal, Jen. Cool beans. Thanks for joining the show. I do appreciate it. And uh, yeah, so if you don't mind real quick, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and what got you started into the whole paranormal field?
1: so um i'm larissa rex um i am oh hey matt uh dark echoes that's my friend matt um and my boss so to speak for the paranormal tv show that we do on amazon prime and thomas and my husband alan okay and sarah that's my that's my is this ghost turning food. into the fan
0: club is no these are right look they, hey, <laughs> hey, the this is your fan ago. club no, no. These yeah. are these are my friends. These are these are people
1: <laughs> that wanted to see your show too. You know. Yes, that's um, fine. I I love it.
0: Go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: No. Um. So, uh. I my, I'm, my name is Larissa Rex. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Um. I'm retired from the army. Um. I was a signal officer in the army. I started out enlisted. Um, I'm natural born psychic medium. Uh. Fast forward. You can't really talk about being uh, a psychic medium in the military. So I kind of had to put the whole, I see dead people thing on hold till Mm -hmm. I got out of the military for the most part. Um, I was in Augusta, Georgia when I was retiring and I answered an ad, uh, for a paranormal team there. Um, I was just answering actually as an investigator. Um, and I, I did that for a little bit, but my little brother, he passed away, um, during that time. And, um, I, you know, it was, it was shocking. It was traumatic. And I was only doing the investigating thing for about three months when he died. So I like left the field completely, you know, to, to kind of heal from that. Um, And then fast forward about eight years later, um, I landed in Pennsylvania Um, I met my husband, my current husband, and um, I told him I was, I saw, you know, I saw dead people. I had that conversation with him and that went over a lot better than I thought it was going to, uh, to be honest with you. Um, And in response to that he actually got me some equipment during the covid pandemic and we were bored and we were newly married and so we went out and we started investigating in cemeteries which by the way i don't do anymore for various reasons okay. um, but as a new investigator with a k2 and an evp recorder that was the first thing that i tried to do um, and we did that for a little bit for about two three months And then um, we started amassing all this equipment, you know, um, and we realized really quickly that we needed more than just us to uh, investigate. So we looked around our little town of Palmerton, Pennsylvania, and we found a few like-minded friends that wanted to investigate as well. And we formed High Spirits of Palmerton Paranormal. And that was the official date um, was August 14th of 2020 that we made that group. And then fast forward um, about two years later, we made we we kind of evolved into Para, which is the team we have now, Palmer area Research Alliance. Um, mm-hmm. That happened in 2022, and we have eight permanent members, um, nine permanent members, I should say. And um, we then we made Third Eye Event Productions, um, which I'm the CEO of, and we brought the paranormal, um, you know, research to the community. And from there, we made the Haunted Mafia and. <laughs> That's kind of where I met um I met Matt Kondracki who does uh Dark Echoes paranormal show on Amazon Prime kind of you know just through networking and meeting people and um he asked me to um help out with actually he asked me to come on the show as a medium um and then from there kind of came on as a PR manager my background is in PR um and mm-hmm. also assistant director and um kind of just evolved into all of that and and that's it that's everything that's
0: <laughs> Yeah so you got a lot going on. So uh, real quick, at the very beginning, you mentioned the cemeteries that you started off doing that, but you don't do it anymore, right? What do you think about uh, people that go to cemeteries, period? And, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to dog anybody out whether it's right or wrong, you know, but, you know, what's your opinion on people that just go to cemeteries strictly just to go?
1: Um, so my reasoning for not going to cemeteries is because I realized very quickly and I should have known this. I'm just going to preface what I tell you by saying that it's not, it was not a, a, an intelligent move on my part. I should have known as a medium that I would stir up things that I did not want to stir up. Okay. Um, It's like you're sleeping soundly in your bed and somebody comes, an intruder comes into your house. How do you react? Right. Yeah. Okay, we were intruding upon their their resting places and nine times out of ten. And I do mean nine times out of ten. It was not received well. We had people follow us home. And in one situation, um, there was a very, very dark presence. I'm not saying demonic. okay? I don't throw the term around, (laughs) but it was it was not. I don't even I don't know that it was human. And if it was, it was not friendly um and it did not want us where we were and it made that known so it was it was a short-lived thing for me as far as what other people do you know if that's what you want to do that's what you do i I don't judge other people for me it wasn't for me
0: right yeah yeah i've i've never went to investigate a cemetery you know and i just wouldn't do that and that's just me my own personal thing and for the reasons why you know you you've mentioned um, so I've always kind of stayed away from that kind of stuff. And I just was wondering what your thoughts on that was. And, you know, for anybody out there that investigates cemeteries, that's fine. You know, hope you guys just uh, be careful and take care of yourselves, you know. Uh, but yeah, and so you mentioned like all these other groups that you're a part of. And uh, do you want to talk about those?
1: Um, Sure. So yeah. um, I'll start with Para, my team. Um, so, Palmerton Area Research and Alliance. We're community-based. Um, everything we do um, is, you know, uh, free, and it, and my opinion is that it should be. You know, community-based services. Somebody's yeah. having an issue in their home um, they're usually terrified and they usually have no other resources. So, um, what we do is we go out and we try to help them. Um, if we can't help them, we refer them to people who can help them. Um, so that's what para does. Um, para is also the host team for third eye event productions. And what third eye does is we put on exactly what it sounds like event productions, um, for uh, paranormally, um, themed events. So let's say something like Wilson castle, which I love shout out to Wilson. Um, <clears throat> we'll hold an event at Wilson and we will show people who are maybe not, um, you know, who, who are, who are novices at, uh, investigating. We'll take them with equipment and we'll show them, you know, the proper investigating techniques. We'll show them what parascience research is really about. Um, there's nothing fake about it. We, you know, we let people know you may get activity. You may not. It's not a circus, you know. They don't uh, they don't perform on demand. So, right. you know, we 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 try to make it as as realistic as it can be. You know, it's it's a re- it's research, scientific research, um, and then that's Third Eye Events. Haunted Mafia is the same concept, except it's larger locations, and we're partnering with um, other uh, other entertainment companies and groups and teams to bring you bigger venues and to keep the cost down. Um, because there's a lot of places out there that you, you know, they want others to investigate them privately. So if we can team up with other event companies and bring you, um, a large location for a lower ticket price that you get to at least semi, you know, get, get into and semi privately investigate, um, you know, it's, it's always attractive to a patron. Um, so that's kind of the concept between behind the haunted mafia, um, and that's pretty much all of the groups. Oh, Dark Echoes. I mean, that—that's just—that's a TV show. That is the realest TV show that there is on TV. I may be a little bit biased, but there is nothing fake about it. We show you exactly what investigating is about. It showcases mediumship, real deal mediumship. Um, you know, the people that are on there are not well known. And, uh, you know, if you, if you get a chance to watch it, give, give it a watch, you know, they take a medium in there blindfolded. You don't know where you're going. I've been on two episodes. You have no idea where you're going. You're blindfolded 10, 10 uh, minutes, 10 to 15 minutes out from the location. You're blindfolded all the way into the building. Then the blindfold comes off and you got to read that building. You have no knowledge of where you are um and then uh later on there's an investigation and then you decide the audience decides if the medium you know is spot on you know how spot on they are uh compared to the history and then compared to the evidence that is caught during the investigation
0: right yeah. and where can they find this again
1: amazon prime it's in season one uh there's three episodes out um right now uh the producer is working on uh episode four and five are in post-production I'm episode four, and then my girl, Sarah, is uh, episode five. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's an amazing show. And we just started on season two. Like, we just started shooting season two. And um, season three is on the horizon, so it's just trekking That's along.
0: Good. That's good. And the name is Dark Echoes, right?
1: Dark Echoes Paranormal okay, Show.
0: Good deal. All right. We'll make sure people tune in and check it out, guys. You know? Uh, so when did you discover your abilities? When did you realize, hey, I've got something?
1: Two. I was two. Oh,
0: really? <laughs> so,
1: um, Well, I mean, when I was con- like consciously d- discovered it, I probably like five, six. But I've been seeing things since I'm like two and communicating that to my mom and mm-hmm. dad since I'm about two years old.
0: Okay. Um. So what did they think about that when you were telling them that what and did you realize what was going on?
1: No. Okay. No. I did not know as a as a baby toddler mm-hmm. and all that. No. Um, I got locked in a closet at one point. I actually was like coaxed into a closet and locked in there and screaming and terrified when I was probably about three. Um, I had a door, like, I don't know if it was pushed on me, but it was. It was very strange like the hinges kind of came undone and i was like banging on it and it fell on me after i was kind of led to it um and i was coaxed out of my crib like there was a lot of stuff uh that that went on when i was little and it was negative it was it was not really positive encounters as a little little kid um but i think that had to do with the house that i lived in as a little kid it definitely wasn't it wasn't a good house um when I, I figured out that people weren't there, that I was seeing and feeling things that weren't there, like I said, it was tr- somewhere between five and seven. Um, and then I my, the way that my family responded was, I come from, again, Brooklyn. Um, my family was uh, first-generation um, Italian-American, so they were very Catholic. Um, and the only spirit that was allowed to be on earth was Jesus. So and everything was evil. Right. Um, and so if you weren't allowed to speak of it and my great grandmother was alive till I was 19 and she spoke no English and she, anytime I tried to bring anything up, it was a spirit to a spirit to like, like, and, and it would be, no, no, you don't talk about that. So there was no talking about it. And on my mom's side, nobody had my, had abilities. Um, they come from my dad's side and that family is not who I was raised with.
0: Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. So I wanted to read Clark Echo's message real quick. Can you see it? Okay. Um,
1: I should be wearing glasses.
0: <laughs> uh, OK, this is, i uh, like like to think Light Panels. I guess it's Diesel Film. Diesel uh, Film, Red Digital did- Cinema, Ghost Hunter Store, NCPD, Troy Dixon, uh, Laurel, Lauren. Nicholson, Crystal Rim Pods. Oh, he's
1: thinking. he's thanking the sponsors from the show. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 he he put it on there, so I wanted to make sure that I read that for him. I hope oh. I pronounced. I guess that's Diesel Film. I don't, I don't know. I'm sorry if I said that right. Wrong. But thank you. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. No problem. Uh, yeah. So um. So you grow up, I guess. <laughs> you do the military thing, right? You come out, get married, start investigating. I'm trying to shorten it up here, you know. Yeah. But yeah. So like what was like your first like official investigation other than the cemeteries?
1: Um, oh gosh. We did probably a hundred home investigations during COVID. Okay. Um, and I'm not exaggerating, it was oh. really that many. So oh. trying to go back to the first ones. Um, we were okay. So the most the one that sticks out is one of the first. If it wasn't the first, um, there was a, there is a house here in Palmerton. um, And the woman who owns it is a friend of mine. Her name is Linda. um, And she was on my team for a little bit. um, And we were on the news. Our team was on the news because um, we were a new team and um, her house has significant activity. And we figured out that it's because she's a medium and she hadn't honed her mediumship skills. And she was kind of like just really attracting this activity and so we went in there and we got so much evidence um and the news station in allentown pa actually came out and covered that story so that stands out as one of the first Mm um uh uh, cases we had
0: yeah did you have one that was kind of impactful to you that that was
1: pretty impactful um that was impactful because um i crossed over Uh, Me and um, my friend Michelle, who used to be, she just was on Dark Echoes, actually. We crossed a little boy over that was actually lost and looking for his mother. And we actually got that on SLS. We got him coming up, taking our hands. And then when we said he was leaving, you can see him let go of our hands and disappear off the camera. So very impactful.
0: You know, like before we came on the air, I was talking about the house I used to live in uh it's been about seven eight years i guess now um so that house had a lot of activity and we uh when i would tell people about it uh people had offered to come over and like do a cleaning or to cross them over but we never felt like they wanted to get crossed over you know so i've always kind of struggled with that a little bit but i think in the end we made the right decision because i think uh the people that were there, that was their house, that was their original house, and they were just letting us know that they were there, you know, and uh, so so we didn't want to cross them up, we wanted them to know that they could stay there, and we even would say it out loud, hey, we know this is your house, you know, uh, uh, you know, you're welcome to stay, just trying not to scare us, <laughs> you know, but uh, it, it that, you know, uh, it didn't always uh, happen like that, you know, we certainly, I woke up at two, three o'clock in the morning, and there was a dark, figure standing right next to my bed and it moved towards me and just scared the hell out of me but i don't think it was trying to scare me you know that made sense and it was a woman you could tell it was she was in, in a dress you know but uh yeah so i just think it was their house and they just wanted us to know that they were still there and that to a certain degree they wanted us to know hey this is still our property This is still our house you know so we would say hey i know it's yours you know you can have it we don't want it you know yeah it was uh They were friendly i guess you could say you know
1: i i i believe that um i don't i don't just like go into places and and cross people over i i don't um if they want to be crossed over i i will i will ask and i don't ask in every place because usually you can tell like i actually i shouldn't say you can um i can usually tell by um the spirits emotions which i pick up on pretty easily um by their level of sadness or distress um you know if they're if they're lost um i can usually tell and i'll ask them you know do you want your last rights and there i've actually come across two Um, That I'm working on having a friend of mine, uh, Dr. Torres from the Warren Foundation, shout out, um, trying to get him over to actually do that for two spirits I know that do want their last rites and want to cross over. Um, So like I I do ask, you know, I don't just like go into places and and I do respect venues. Like when we go and investigate there, some venues say, do not cross my spirits over. Like, I don't think that you should just be going around doing that.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, and I've heard of people say that too, that, hey, you know, don't don't try to cross them over or don't cross them over. Just you know. Yeah, you know, um, I've always wondered, because, like, if my dad passed away in 2012, but he's not always around, but I always know when he's around, you know. So I guess they have the ability to come back and forth, you know, when they want to. Because I, I, I don't think he's, like, here. Like, right now, I don't think he's here. I, I don't feel him. He might be around. I just don't feel him, or at least it doesn't make his presence felt. Uh, but uh, two years ago, yeah, it was in 2022. My mom had a birthday. Um, and we had, a, we had this pretty good-sized party for her. It was at our house. And uh, this was on a Sunday. On that Monday, there was my brother my sister, my uncle and his wife, my aunt, and my niece that were going to go to the cemetery to go you know, visit the gravesite. But I don't go there because I know that he's not there. He's around, you know. So on that Monday, they were supposed to go. On that Tuesday, I called my brother to see how everything went. Hey, you know, how did the trip go? And he's like, well, we didn't go because it rained on Monday. And when it rains back where he's at, it gets really muddy. So we didn't go. I was like, okay, well, that's cool. And he's like, "Um, hey, Sandra, thanks for tuning in. I hope you're feeling better. I hope. Hope you're home now, too. She was, you uh, know, in, in the hospital for a while. But uh, so he says, but I got something to tell you. Because at the party, uh, Maddie, which is my niece, she was 15 at that time. He said that uh, that she came up to him and said, hey, I keep hearing Grandpa's voice. And he's saying that he's glad, my, you know, Grandma's having a party. My mom. Glad Grandma's having a party. That he's proud of us for giving her the party and that she deserves it. Right? And she was hearing this. So i said well that's cool you know because we all think maddie's got some abilities right so he goes yeah but when i called uncle james which is my dad's twin brother actually to tell him hey we're not gonna go to the cemetery it's muddy he says okay well that's good you know he's but i got something to tell you your aunt at the party was hearing your dad's voice and that he was saying that he was glad my mom had the party that she deserved it and when her time comes that he would be there waiting for her you know So what do you think about something like that? That two people and neither one of them knew that the other one had heard my dad's voice.
1: I think that people are waiting. I think that people wait um, for others, for other loved ones. um, And whether they're with you all the time. Um, I have family members that claim that (laughs) my brother that I told you passed away. My cousin and my older brother, they they have told me that he's been in their houses at different times at the same time. I think he's been here at the same time. I think that they do go around to other locations. And I I don't think that, um, I don't think, I do think that they can travel. Um, I do think that you can, uh, I do think that they're waiting for the right time. My grandfather stuck around for eight years and I saw him all the time. I heard him all the time. Um, My grandmother died. He's gone. I have not not seen him since. I think they waited. That's it. Yes. He's Hmm. gone. Um, And my grandmother did not stick around. And before she died, she made it clear she was ready to go. She was not. She made it clear. Like, she was like, I'm I'm out. (laughs) She's not. I've not seen or heard from her since.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, So, like, what's strange in this situation is uh, my mom and dad were divorced, you know. And uh, they they didn't talk for quite a few years until my dad started getting sick. And then he would call my mom, you know, and talk to my mom. And uh, my mom always loved my dad, you know, she did. She always loved my dad, and my dad loved my mom too, you know. Well, yeah, and, you know, and I know he did, you know. Uh, so I think that was part of it, and uh, you know. So,
1: so they knew each other when they were young.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: So yeah, I mean, I think that that's a bond that you're just not gonna you know, break, you know, if they didn't leave on bad terms with one another, you know,
0: Right.
1: Yeah. my dad, um, my dad and his first wife, they did leave on bad terms with one another and then reconnected very late um, in life. And uh, we're talking right up until my dad died. So right. I, th- and they were high school sweethearts. I just think that there's something to be said about that first love, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. yeah, see, my mom and dad, they met in, I think in middle school, actually. See, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think they met in middle school. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I think uh, I think he was here, like, here, here, like, three months ago. So when I came into the house I, from work, I smelled juicy fruit, and he used to always chew juicy fruit. <laughs> you know, and i it was a strong smell, so I kind of think he was, he was hovering around here, checking everything out, but. Yeah, he was around for quite a while, for at least two years. I was kind of going through some bad, uh, through a bad time. And, you know, I just knew he was around checking me out. And, you know, he's probably sure.
1: he's probably still around.
0: Yeah. I, 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 I think he's around from time to time. I just don't feel him as strongly sometimes, you know. But there was times when I just, knew, I just knew he was here. Could just, well, not necessarily here, but when I was living, uh, in another place, but I could just feel him. You know, I just
1: my, he my older brother passed away when I was 21. I mean, when he was 21 and I was 15 and he was around all through my, like for 10 years. And when I had my first daughter, I, I never, I remember seeing him in, in the rocking chair. Um, I was pregnant with my daughter and I remember seeing him in the rocking chair. I woke up, um, like the glider that I had in the, in the, like in my bedroom where I was going to have her when, when she was born. Right. um like i had a cradle and a glider i woke up out of a deep sleep i was like eight months pregnant and he was in the glider and he said he said to me he said i'm gonna go now you don't need me anymore and i never saw him again that's it like just odd that's but i see my little brother like at my worst times like when i'm really sad or upset or like i really like my little brother comes around yeah. so yeah i think that they just wait like maybe in the wings and come when they think that you need them.
0: Right. Yeah. 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 I, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Cause, uh, like I said, I was going through some bad times and man, I met, I would, I would just remember I just wanted to really talk to my dad and just really wanted to get his advice on a lot of stuff. And he was always around and, you know, and he, he stuck around till I got out of it. I got out of that funk, you know, and, uh, See? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, it's funny because some of the other family members, like my brothers and my sister and nieces, nephews, they've they all like, yeah, I think grandpa was around. I think grandpa was here. He, was so he just makes his rounds around the family. I think. <laughs> yeah. but uh, Yeah. Well, um, I have
1: a lot of people I'm going to haunt when I die. I'm going to be very busy.
0: Oh, yeah. Me too. Yeah. I've got a list. Uh, I've got eternity to do it too. So me too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But... uh So as far as like uh, when you actually go out and do like your bigger investigations, do you have a favorite place you like to go to?
1: Well, I'm just gonna say it, Uh, Hell House, (laughs) which is my (laughs) venue. Um, Again, I might be biased. Um, No, it's it's definitely in my top three places. Um, It's the set of the movie. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the movie Hell House. Yeah. Um, Yeah. In 2015, there's four Mm -hmm. movies out now. That movie right. was filmed up the street from me at the Haunt attraction, um, oh, yes. and that Haunt attraction is called the Waldorf Estate of Fear. Um, mm-hmm. It's owned by one of my my business partners, Angie, um, and it's just so haunted it's ridiculous. Okay. You cannot go into that building without something happening. And I took my dog through there. This oh, is wow. interesting. Me and Sarah, who is in the chat right now, who's also on Dark Echoes as a medium, we took this dog through there last week just to, like, just to shits and giggles, right? Just to see what would would happen. He's a German Shepherd. He's two years old. He's not a whiner. He's not a crier. He's not the kind of dog. This dog was terrified. Terrified. And he's a King Shepherd. He's 120 pounds. He's enormous, okay? Crying, barking, growling, whining. Would not go in certain rooms. I mean, just terrified. Just one of the most haunted places I've ever been.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I, uh, yeah, our, our our dog, we had a boxer. He was a big old 75-pound boxer. And uh, he was a pig. He used to love to eat. So when he would stop eating, he would like stop eating. He would like kind of look into the other room and go check it out. And like there's nobody in there. We were all like in the living room or something. But he would like stop eating just go check out a room and kind of like, like, just like look around, you know? So we always knew that he was always sensing stuff. But he was never scared either, so you know, I think that was a good thing, too. I lost yeah. yes, She kind of froze up on us there. Hopefully she comes back. Um, I don't know if you can hear me, Larissa, but she kind of froze up on me. So anyway, so I'll talk to you guys a little bit about the Bigfoot thing again. Uh, you guys are interested. Yeah, animals definitely are the best conduit, I think. They, uh, they pick up so much stuff, and uh, you can kind of go by what they're feeling. Like I said, my dog never got scared, so we were never really scared. It was unnerving, but that was about it. Yeah. Uh, if anybody can message Larissa and let her know that she froze up, maybe she can log off and then log back in. Um, but yeah, guys, uh, you know, you guys are interested in doing the whole Bigfoot thing, man, let me know, and I'd love to have some more members or uh, eyeballs out in the forest or out in the, your area. And um, <laughs> I guess she logged off. Hopefully she logs back in. But yeah, if you got, you know, help me out with that Bigfoot stuff. Man, I've got some... Uh, We've got some really good people in our group, and we do vet everyone, so we're not sending people out there um, with some crazy-ass person. I take my dog. She sees. That's good. You, hey there. Hi. <laughs> You're back.
1: I don't know what happened.
0: Yeah, you kind of froze. I don't know.
1: Oh, that's yeah. so weird. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't know.
0: Okay. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. It happens sometimes, you know, but, um, but yeah, we, we were talking about the dogs from in the group. Uh, Michelle says she takes her dog with her that she sees. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 And, um, you know, Thomas said that animals are the best conduits to the paranormal. And I agree with that too. I think they're very sensitive and they, uh, they can definitely, I think their senses are just a lot better than ours anyway. You know? But, um, Ghost in the machine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Isn't that an like old Disney movie with Kurt Russell? I think so. What do you yeah, it's think like about- one of his- What's about that? Bigfoot and DM being in cemeteries. Dogman? Bigfoot and Dogman? I don't think there's quite what other people think. I think they do kind of understand that we bury our dead, you know, and maybe they're just curious about that, you know, because I'm sure probably Bigfoot buries our own also. Dogman, I don't know about the Dogman. You know, maybe that's that's a whole other crazy cryptid, you know. Um, but I think Bigfoot is just curious to why we do that. Um, there's a couple of places out in the woods where I go, and um, there's cemeteries out there, like old abandoned cemeteries, and Bigfoot's always seen around there, so. Who knows? Maybe they sense the activity too. I mean, they're an animal, just like, you know, the regular animals, probably a little bit more sensitive. So they probably hang around cemeteries to get that vibe or something. I don't know. Just my opinion. But, um,
1: I would be so terrified. If I and and Jen Jen is Eclipse Paranormal. That's the one I was telling you about that does Dog Man. Yeah. She makes fun of me because I sh- I would be so terrified if I saw Dog Man or Bigfoot. Like that to me is more is scarier than ghosts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they're they're right up there in personal with you, yeah.
1: No, I can't and uh i for the longest time i thought dogman was like werewolves and she had to school me on that and explain that it wasn't yeah. but yeah i was very afraid of that
0: yeah yeah dogman's pretty popular here in texas too
1: yeah i would run yeah. <laughs> marlene is on the team on para okay i can't but um so-
0: so when it comes to the paranormal has there been any times where you've been like legit scared
1: yes every time
0: really really
1: every time look i don't people will argue this point with me and that's fine i don't care if they do or don't but i think that it's healthy to be afraid of the paranormal if you see if if you really can see what, what I can see and feel what I can feel, it is unnerving. You cannot defend yourself. You I I mean, I have seen some stuff. I can't defend if 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 they really can hurt you, you can't there's nothing you can do. So yeah, it's it's scary. Um, and I have been touched, I have been scratched, I have been pushed, I have been held down. There is nothing you can do except your faith. And it better be strong. That's hmm. all I'm going to say.
0: And she says, I'm afraid of the Pukwudgies. we am trying to get a young lady on the show to talk about that.
1: What? Wait, who? Wait, what? I missed it. Uh,
0: let's see.
1: Pukwudgies.
0: Yeah. And Thomas says cryptids is the only thing in the paranormal I haven't experienced and want to do so badly. I'm good. I, I don't consider cryptids paranormal. That's me. You know, I know some people do, but I don't. I consider them just an animal if anything else. Uh, I think they get mixed in there. Let's see. If I, could, if I could see what my wife does, I would be scared, I'm sure. Easy to be scared with what you can't see. Yeah. Yeah, I and it's yeah, easy, um, to be,
1: easy to be scared when you can't see. There's plenty of times my husband is standing there with a camera or, or a piece of equipment and I see something or someone standing next to him and I think to myself, should I say it? Oh, really? Yes.
0: Have you yes. ever told him?
1: There have been times I've told him. I'll actually tell you this. A photographer was taking pictures for something that's upcoming about two weeks ago. I went alone with her into Hell House. The spirits in Hell House know me. I've been there for three years. They know me intimately, okay? Mm-hmm. They like to scare, like most of them enjoy to scare. They're not, they won't hurt you, but they they do enjoy it. Right. The woman who was taking the pictures is not a medium. She's, she's just a regular person that was there taking pictures. She's standing in the hallway, And as she's standing there with her camera, I watched one of the spirits literally manifest. Hey, Dave Taylor. That's my buddy. Um, Literally manifest right in front of my eyes, standing right next to her. And my mouth was about to open and I was about to say to her, Somebody standing next to you, and before I could say it, she went, Oh, I'm getting so cold. And I was like, Oh, God, do I say it? And she looks up at me and then she looks down at her camera because the camera dies. And I said, What's the matter? And she's like, I don't know why my camera's dead. And I said, Should I tell you? And she was like, Oh, my God, I have chills all up and down my arm. And I said, Because there's a guy standing next to you. And she was like, What? And then right as I said it, he disappeared. And she goes, Huh. It's gone, and I was like, Yeah, he's gone, Hmm. and it's just like she didn't freak out, but most people would be like, Oh my god, like you know,
0: he was, Yes, pitch dark at Trans with our two older ones freaking out as it was an uncomfortable situation already. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I haven't been um scared yet the anything paranormal. I've had some weird stuff. I've got so I've got a friend of mine and she lives in Canada. So she sends me like all her haunted dolls that she orders, right? And uh she keeps she sends them here because she doesn't want to pay for shipping here in here the United States. It's free shipping. When I get a big enough collection, I'll send it back up to her in Canada. She'll have to pay just one shipping charge, right? Um so there's been a couple of dolls that she's got and I kept hearing, they like really, really freaked me out. And one night I was laying in bed, I was under the covers. This is pretty recent, too, maybe three or four months ago. And I was under the covers and I felt this cold breeze come underneath the covers with me. And it, it woke me up. And it was just the weirdest, weirdest thing. And I told her, I said, uh, You've got some dolls here that you need to take these. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't mess with that. You no. Know? I don't mess with them, those dolls, them haunted objects. I don't. <laughs> I'm. You're gonna remember me as the biggest chicken on your show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the biggest chicken in the paranormal. Yeah. So real. so so so, why do you do it? I mean, and that's not like uh, poking fun at you or anything like that. But so so, why do you do it?
1: Whether or not I do it, it's still there. It's still there. And you know what somebody said something that was so uh, i don't want to say i don't know if the word is alarming i'm not sure if i'm articulating it right Mm -hmm. but um i have a very strong uh christian faith and Mm -hmm. you know even though i do um i call myself a loose catholic okay i do i'm loose catholic and i say that because my belief system is it's it's broad i'm christian i believe in i believe in jesus okay um but I don't knock everything else. Like there's other belief systems that I think are onto something and there's stuff that, um, I, I also, believe in as well, I'm like a loose Catholic, that'll be said. The one thing that I cannot get behind is the idea that there is nothing when we die. I'm sorry. I cannot believe that there, that we just turn into dirt and there is nothing. Okay my little daughter my oldest now is going to be 18 but when she was six my little brother passed and when he passed somebody very cruelly made a comment to her um that her her uncle was dirt and he was never like that was it he was he, he had returned to dirt and there was nothing after that and she repeated that to me at six years old and i thought to myself That is such a lonely and sad way to live, to think that you just live this life with nothing further after that. You know, you love all these people and there's nothing more. And what incentive is that to live a good life, too, you know, to be a good person? And so I thought to myself, if I could just prove to one person that that is not true and change one person's perspective that there is something after we die, then I would be happy with myself. So that's really why I do it for the people out there who don't believe that there is anything when we die and that you're just going to turn into dirt and there's nothing further. That's why I do it.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I like that answer. And Alan says, I can tell you one thing I've learned when Larissa tells me not to go into a space. I absolutely (laughs) listen to her advice.
1: If I tell you don't go in there, don't go in
0: there. That's good." (laughs) But yeah, I, you know, I I believe something happens to us after we leave this world, after we leave this body, right? You know, um, I I I I don't know, you know, my faith is isn't probably as strong religiously as probably a lot of people is, you know, uh, but yeah, I think something definitely happens to us when we die, and we go somewhere, or we can stick around if we want, you know, even though we probably shouldn't, you know. I think there is a place for us to go when we leave this body, you know, and leave this this plane, if you will. Yeah.
1: I think people get stuck on, um, especially in in my field, I don't know Mm -hmm. about in your field, but in my field, people get so stuck on religion and the labels that go with it. And they look at you, and if you're Christian, you're XYZ, and therefore you can't be a good investigator. You can't be open minded. And you, you know, and it's, You got to be open-minded to be an investigator period period you know so it's it's kind of silly when you think about it
0: so do you believe in reincarnation
1: um you know i can't really tell you and i say that for this reason there are times that i think that i have past lives there are times that i think that that i'm like you know what (laughs) i must have lived in ancient Egypt, I must have because I freaking identify with it so well. Nice. Right. But then there's other times that I think, well, if I lived in ancient Egypt and I lived another life, then why aren't I still with those loved ones? Did they also reincarnate and did they come back and are they my new loved ones? So like my mind starts going into like all this <laughs> stuff. So I don't know. I don't know. But I'm not. I'm not closed to the thought. You know, like right. just because I was raised Catholic doesn't mean that. I don't think it's possible.
0: Yeah, Yeah, it's the same way. Like I, I've got this attachment or this, um, just it, it, everything makes you just draws me to it. And man, I'll get on YouTube and I'll just look at all this stuff. Or if I see a show, you know, on TV, I'll tune in and watch it. I've got pyramids and all kinds of stuff in my room too. Yeah, I don't know why, but yeah, I'm really drawn to that kind of stuff. So I think maybe I lived back there. Back then, at one time, so yeah.
1: and Salem, I freaking love the Salem like witch trial era, and I think <laughs> I'm like, was I a witch?
0: Like, yeah. was, you know? Yeah. Yes, yeah. so I wanted to kind of ask you about that kind of stuff too, like you being a psychic. Have you ever had visions of stuff like that, like of other of other times? <sighs>
1: um. Yes, I. Yeah. I don't know exactly how to like describe this i don't it's going to sound so bizarre but it's happened um i have been able to like step into when i'm viewing step into a different time period um like somebody handed me a piece of jewelry Probably like a few years ago, somebody had passed away and um, they had handed me this piece of jewelry and asked me to uh, see what I got from it. And I was literally able to close my eyes and step into a time period and explain it was the forties. It was an apartment like, and like I was in this time period and I was watching everything unfold. So yeah, I don't know if that's what you're asking, but I was able to do that.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I was asking. I, I just didn't know if uh, if your abilities were like stuck into the not stuck, but you know, uh, based on the here and now kind of thing, you know, or if you were no. able to look back into the past. Okay.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I can see. I can see into the past. Um, I've had visions of stuff that would were were to come. Um, and there's something weird that I did want to bring up to you, like just because we were just talking about Salem. I figured something out recently. I don't know if I figured it out or if anybody else has ever figured this out, but um, I was like joking around with my friend, Sarah and we so often have these weird, like coincidental thought processes where she'll be like, I was meditating and I got X, Y, Z. And I'll be like, well, that's because X, Y, Z happened to me this morning. And she'll be like, shut up. That's so weird. And it's like, and, and like, it's, so linked and and close together, and i say I said to her, "You know, I wonder if that's what makes a coven. Like if mediumship right. abilities between like-minded people are what back in the day made people witches and like like-minded enough to form a coven, like is that what makes us part of a coven? It's kind of weird, right?
0: Right. Yeah, but but it makes sense though, too. yeah. i I never thought about it that way, so."
1: I know. Yeah, I know.
0: Yeah, it makes it makes total sense, you know. Um, I so like I, I I meditate too and stuff, and it's something that I've only done within the last I don't know four or five years. Um, and here recently, because sometimes I I kind of come and go, you know, when I when I uh, when I do it, I'll do it for like a month straight, then I won't do it for two months, you know. But here recently, within the last uh, six months or so, I've been like pretty steady at it. And uh, something I always see is a tree with fire around it. Uh-huh. You know, and I don't know what that's about, but I think it's witch-related. I think it's—I I just get this feeling that it's witch-related, and I don't know what it's trying to tell me. But I don't I mean—I don't say I'm a witch. I don't think to be a witch. You know, Do no you
1: I'm have that. ancestry where you have family that were practiced Santeria or witchcraft like that?
0: I'm almost certain that I did. You know, I, I, my family, I know, I know people have practiced it in my family before, you know. That could be your guides. Okay. Yeah. And I think I've seen the guide. Yeah. He's a guy all in black, you know, big, big guy. I've only seen him a few times, you know, but yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And Alan says that fascinates me still. How she can read objects and even people. Yeah. Have you Are ever gone to an at, antique store uh, store? Like antique shop? Yes, <laughs> yes. Really? Um, is that something I've, you can, you can do at an antique shop, or would you rather not go there?
1: No, I go to antique shops. Okay. Um, so like this whole haunted object movement, <laughs> I call it a movement. Um, yes. I I do think that uh like, um, I do think that there's energy, like energy on objects. um, But I don't think like everything is like a haunted object. So going into an antique shop, like, I don't think that like you're going to pick up a mirror or, you know, a brush or, you know, and it's just going to be automatically a haunted object. Um, I think some for something to be a haunted object, it's actually more rare than it is common. So I'll go into an antique shop. Now, that being said, One hundred percent. I have been in in a in an antique shop and touched something and been like, "Whoa!" (laughs) Like, (laughs) no, get that away from me. Um. So yeah, yeah, (laughs) I will go in them. (laughs) Um. I've also been yard sailing and picked stuff up and been and then put it out on a curb, like somebody come get this. (laughs)
0: Yeah, Yeah. What about like crowds?
1: I don't, um, I don't, okay. I don't do readings like gallery readings. And one of the reasons I don't do gallery readings is because I get very overwhelmed. And one of the things that I can't handle are emotions. um, People's emotions in a crowd. I can't go to funerals. I absolutely cannot go to funerals. Um, Other people's emotions, I absorb them where I sob and can't control it. So crowds are a problem for me. And they've o- always been since I'm little. Mm. I don't know how to control that. That's that's something I've never had a handle on.
0: Really? Mm. Yes. That's interesting. Well, you know, that's, that's a lot of, uh, like I said, a lot of emotion, right? Just flowing everywhere. A lot of energy. And, uh, yeah, so I, I, I can't imagine trying to stop that or block it or um, it's
1: too much for me. I yeah. actually, um, about seven months ago, um, there was a, a very bad, very tragic funeral that happened local. I don't know the family. I didn't know the, like, I just didn't know any of these people, but my husband did. Um, and I was, I was a disaster. Like I, you would think it was my child, the way that I like weak and, and like, like my limbs were weak and I was shaking and sobbing and I we were in there like five minutes before I said to him I cannot stay here, so I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's a blessing and a curse, right?
1: Yeah, that's one way to put it. But but <laughs> then again, but then again, I'll tell you what: for some reason, at my own, um, at my own family's uh, funerals, um, it wasn't like that so i don't know like that it's that's very odd for some reason it's more like strangers crowds were strangers
0: Hmm. yeah that's interesting
1: i know (laughs) i know
0: so what do you have going on now what's coming up for you
1: oh geez okay so um I have on February 1st, I will be uh, on the cover of American Paranormal Magazine International Edition. So look for that. I'm excited about that. Um, Dark Echoes, episode four, uh, should be out in the next couple weeks, maybe Uh, four weeks or so. I don't know. Depends on when Matt gets it out there. Um, And I'm in that. Um, Event wise, February 17th, will be at Clifton Theater. It's our first uh, first um, event of the season for Third Eye Events. Um, and already we're almost sold out of those tickets. Um, and we'll be showing an episode of Dark Echoes on a movie screen. And you can get a gallery reading with Bianca Rose, who is an amazing medium. I love that girl. Um, and you can meet Dark Echoes, the cast and crew. Um, and of course, investigate Clifton Theater in Huntington, PA and meet those awesome people and sleep in the theater overnight. I mean, you can't beat it, really. Um, and then I have 26 events, 26 events through, tw- through the entire year of 2024. Wow. Yeah. So, so many things coming up. Go to, um, you can go to my social, go to my page, um, Larissa Rex. Um, yes, Tom, uh, Bianca is amazing. Um, of course I do want to plug, um, Wilson castle con and the masquerade, the roaring twenties masquerade ball that's happening in October, because that is going to be amazing. It's a fundraiser for the castle. Um, co-hosting it haunted mafia style with, um, Dave Giuliano and Dave Childers. Um, and, uh, it's just gonna, it's gonna be like our lineup is amazing. Like it's just amazing. Um, we've got stormy daniels on that rich valdez santiago Cirillo, like you name it the people are awesome that's on that card okay. um and i mean that's really it you know check out our social media go to our website www.3rdproductions-pa.com and that's all i got really
0: so do you have a place that you're looking forward to any of these particular any event in particular
1: i'm looking forward to oh geez um i'm really looking forward to working with rich valdez this year and santi santiago Cirillo. Mm-hmm. um i've had santi on my on my banner on my flyer before but i've never had a chance to actually investigate with him um directly and uh, I'm really excited about that. And Rich, I've never had a chance either. Oh, and Thomas, Thomas uh, Gromley that's on right now. He's uh Gormley. I keep saying Gromley. You know what I mean. Totally. Um, <laughs> you know your I, name, Thomas. You know your name. Um, looking forward. And I did also mention that we are doing a special, um, a special, we're filming a movie. Um, I can't give you too many details, but it is called 24 Hours in Hell. Um, and it, uh, we're going to be filming that here coming up pretty soon. So, um, a real movie, not a, you know, not a YouTube movie. So, um, look for that. And I do have a book coming out this year too. So look for that.
0: Oh, cool, man. Yeah. I'm in the middle of writing a book too. And, uh, it's taken me so long to do it.
1: Oh, really? I know it's, it's for like, I think if you don't write like a certain amount of words a day, like just forget it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been working on it for a little bit but uh, I'll, it's almost done but I still gotta go back and proof it and stuff like that and add a little bit more you know stuff to it, you know, stuff to it.
1: well I'll look for it I'm excited I'll look yeah. for your book
0: it's, it's a fiction book but yeah it, it, it's a good book I think it's a good book it'll be a good read
1: nevertheless yeah I'll look yeah, for man. it
0: Yeah, cool man and so you have any words of wisdom for everybody out there who's trying to get into the paranormal field
1: Be open-minded. Don't let people discourage you. Stay out of cemeteries. And uh, be kind to each other. Be kind to people, you know, because our field can be brutal. But stay away from people who are unkind and be kind to others and you'll be fine.
0: Yeah, exactly. Stay away from people who seem to always be in the drama. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's always okay. like, you know, yeah, we that's a whole nother show, I guess. But yeah.
1: Call me when you need to do that show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you don't even know half of it. <laughs> I
1: bet I I bet I could write the book on yeah, it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. You would probably know some of the same characters that I know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Thank you for having me on. I had a really good time. No, I really did. Morning.
0: I do appreciate it. And uh yeah, uh everybody in the in the fan club and Little fan club, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> <my> fan club. <laughs> your fan club. Yeah, thanks everybody for tuning in and chatting and commenting. And uh, I do appreciate your participation. It mm-hmm. was Alan. He said treat others how you want to be treated. I think that's a good a good rule to live by. Yeah. Well, if Kobe, I didn't say
1: hi, if I didn't say hi to anybody in the chat though, hi, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah and uh yeah so everybody guys you guys have a great night you as well have a great night again thanks for not doing the show i appreciate it and if you ever need anything from me you want me to promote something just tag me in it or post it on i have a beyond the woodline fan page you can join that and post whatever you want to post it in. feel free to do it you
1: know, awesome promote, promote whatever you. you want to promote yeah See, and that goes oh, for everybody my- else
0: yeah, that goes for everybody else in the in the in the chat too. You guys joined the Beyond the Woodline fan page, and man, you guys got events coming up posted. I don't care, you guys. Uh, I really believe in sharing and letting everybody, uh, you know, show themselves off. You know, so.
1: sharing is caring, Joe.
0: Sure. Sharing is caring. <laughs> <laughs> that that'll be my tagline for the for the episode. So cool. Well, all right, guys. You have a great night. Hold on, real quick. man.